The Great Resignation is real. It's been remarked time and time again over however long now. Let's say you're ready to make the leap and be your own boss. What do you need to consider if you want to be self-employed? Maintaining a work-life balance keeps getting harder, but it doesn't have to. This is The Big Balance, a podcast for anyone struggling to stay ahead or even just keep up with work, life, and everything in between. Join us each week for practical advice you can actually apply to get a little sanity back in your day. Hello and welcome back to The Big Balance. My name is John and per usual, I'm joined by my co-host Brian. Brian, how are you? How am I? I I will tell you how I am, John. Oh, I'm ready for it. So you, you're aware that I have a baby, new baby. Yes. And that I'm moving and I'm less than 30 days away from being out of one house into another. And you're also aware that I had some home damage that I had to take care of within those 30 some days. Yeah. So I got a lot going on, a lot going on there. My wife decided now was the right time for us to go on a diet. Let's add one more thing to that list of things I got floating in my noggin. Got a diet now. Now imagine if you decided to quit smoking cigarettes now too. Instead, yeah. If you had decided now it's the time to do it. Yeah, year, years ago was the right time. I could not add that in as well. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm on this keto esque diet, and I don't know if you've ever given up sugar for a long period or, or just carbs. Not even just sugar, but any carbs for a long period of time. It's not fun. I, I, I'm, no, I, I would die with no sugar. No, I'm not hungry. Like, physically, I'm not hungry. But I I, I want something. I, and I know, what it, I know it's carbs. My brain doesn't know the word carb, but it knows it wants them. And it's like, it's, it's I'm chewing on walnuts like an asshole over here and drinking water because that's what I can have. And that's how I'm doing. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm probably doing a little bit better than you, so uh, I'll try not to pour salt in an open wound. I'll say we went and saw the new Top Gun movie. Oh, how was that? Fun. We enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. And Rachel has been kind of on like an '80s kick now, and she's actually, as we're recording this, rewatching the first Top Gun. Oh. So it's like our third time watching it in the last two weeks because we watched it in preparation. And now she just wants to rewatch it. Hulu's got the whole, speaking of 80s, Hulu's got the whole Alien franchise up to and including Alien vs. Predator and also Prometheus. If you if you want to go down that rabbit hole, I was a fan. I was watching Ooh, the whole thing. I, I would. I was actually, I was just thinking about the first Alien today and I was like, wow, man, what a great movie. Yeah. So, yeah. You know what? Actually, how I got there is because, uh, did you hear Avatar 2 is coming out? I did. And I, everybody's saying this is like 10 years too late and nobody cares anymore i mean but like avatar the first one is still i think the like the highest grossing movie of all time which to me just blows my mind it's okay it's it's the fern gully meets uh the last samurai meets what was it what was the other movie 
can't think of it. I'm thinking like the last Airbender. I don't know. It's 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 it's, it's it, it, people people. Okay, visually fine. You know, it's got a lot of great stuff going on, but it's just Last Samurai meets Fern Gully in CGI form. It's not. It wasn't like creatively breakthrough up to and including. Do you remember the name of the mineral they were trying to find? No, and I think we've talked about this before. What, Did what, what we, yeah, it? so it's the the only reason they're on this planet is for this MacGuffin mineral that for some reason is apparently only on this planet that is very hard to obtain. And it called it unobtainium. And what really like at no point everybody spent all their time and focus and energy on the <laughs> CGI and it's you know what? F it. Creativity, we don't need it. Unobtainium. Unobtainium. I love it. Uh, Thank well, God we're a movie um, review podcast, or else we'd be like five minutes yeah. in helping the show for it. Yeah, well, get ready for the world's smoothest transition, because while you're talking a work of fiction, um, today's episode kind of comes from a hypothetical place, um, but I certainly think it has real-world applicability for a lot of us, and... Certainly for those of us considering a big career change or shift. Brian, let's say someone was so inspired by our conversations around side hustles and earning some extra income that they decided they wanted to do it full time. They wanted to be their own boss. How would that make you feel knowing that we inspired someone so much to make a huge leap like that? Well, my gut reaction would be, God help them. But after that, I would, I'd feel pretty proud to, to have inspired and motivated, right? Well, yeah, well, we didn't. So today is just purely hypothetical. <laughs> but um, I think it's boo. a pretty scary prospect. Yeah, boo. It's a pretty scary prospect, and I, I, I'll admit, I don't think it's probably the right move for a lot of us, but let's say that this person is 100% ready to go all in on their side hustle, be self-employed, but they want to do something creative and step away from the daily grind of spreadsheets, so they decide to become a voiceover artist. H- how does that sound? Does that sound like a fun career path for you? This Okay, I'm, I'm going to go way back in our history, because again, this is episode one where we talked about side hustles. For, it was our very first episode. And I remember saying, because I read on a chart somewhere about possible side hustles somebody could do, and they listed voice acting. I remember thinking back then, like, this is stupid. Why? Who, who is going to go out and say, you know what? I'm going to voice act and then go and get that job. But then like a month later, my wife's brother's then girlfriend had a cousin who became a voice actor. For, what was that show called? Kate Winslet. Yeah, she became a voiceover actress for that show. So clearly I was wrong and it is a viable side gig to do. Which, yeah, that that inspired me, and I thought that it would be a fun exercise. So um, I think for today's purposes, at least for the first half of the episode, we're going to talk about what I think is probably the easiest barrier to entry for most of us, and that would be creating a Fiverr account or one of those type of uh, you know work-for-hire platforms. So I think... For today's episode, if you wouldn't mind, Brian, uh, be my guide and my spirit guide and my business advisor. 
and help me revise my plans for becoming our aforementioned self-employed voiceover artist. Um, so if you'd be so kind, I'd love some feedback on my business plans, my goals, and my vision. Are you up for the challenge? Well, that's half the problem is I will not be so kind because I am surly and curmudgeonly from having no carbs. So this this of all weeks was the wrong week for you to want to do this topic. So I'm going to be a jerk about it. Even better. So uh, let's let's take this crazy trip. <laughs> so meet Joe. I'm changing my name for today's exercise. Our protagonist. You put so little thought episode. into that fake name, by the way. Of all the names, you'd be like, "This is Rodrigo," or "This is uh, Sven." Or something, something with character, and you went with Joe. I I think it adds to the the mistake. It's like the first so. the first letter's the same, even. It's like you couldn't even break from the first letter. No, or second was, letter, was, first two letters. Did it? Yeah, that's why I did it. So, um, <clears throat> as I was saying, meet Joe. Uh, like I said, I'm changing my name for today's exercise. Our protagonist for today's episode. He's decided that he wants to start a career as a voiceover artist. He's going to talk to us about his plans, his vision, but is he missing anything? What are some of the barriers to entry, and has he considered all angles? Let's find out. Yes, today I'm going to be assuming my new identity of Joe. Uh, as Brian mentioned, it's a very Barely new name. identity. I'm, I, I am very aware. It's like Clark Kent so, put, on the, put on the glasses, like, nobody can tell I'm Superman. <laughs> I hope you don't mind this episode involves a slight amount of role play. Feel free to adopt a new persona for today's episode other than new Brian, I guess. That, or other yeah, Brian. I was gonna say, are you asking for other Brian to come back? No, no. You can you can choose a new name. Maybe new Brian. I don't have I don't have a vo- I don't have a I don't have my voice acting ready for, for a different You should persona. be you should be well, you don't have to do voice acting, but just come up with a new name. Uh, instead of Brian, you are now uh, um, Bryce. Let's see. Bryce. Oh God, you're so horrible at <laughs> with you and picking names. I know you're. If you have a boy, I know what his name's going to be. It's going to be John Junior because that's that's where your mind's going to go. It would have to be John the Fourth at that okay. point. Oh, this is why. This is a familial inability to name people. That's what it is. It extends for generations. Yeah. Generations upon generations, I can't name their kids creatively. All right, well, so for today's episode, you're Doctor Brian. I've now promoted you to PhD, nice. so you're welcome. At, at the very least, you get you get um, additional credentials. I love it. <laughs> uh, but before we begin, like I mentioned earlier, I, I want to call out that for uh, illustrative purposes, I guess we're going to be using Fiverr as our platform or method. But there's several different avenues or platforms that anyone can use to really kickstart their business. So if you want us to explore any of those other methods, I'd be curious to know. Um, at least with Fiverr in my limited research, I've learned that there are different statuses or tiers for sellers. Oh, I didn't even different know that. perks or options. Yeah, so they become available as you reach different levels. So for some of us with big uh, or grandiose ideas for our new business uh, or service offering, uh, this is interesting because we need to pump the brakes 
And that's actually the first thing that I wanted to bring up and ask for your advice, Brian. So let's just dive right into it. But I wanted to call that out first, and you're going to see that I may have another disclaimer later on. I, <laughs> I, I'm not super familiar with the platform, so forgive me. But initially, my idea was to combine a few different passions of Joe. Um, Joe loves music, he loves writing, and he is now uh, exploring the art of voice acting. Voice acting. Yes. Uh, so I thought, me, Joe, maybe I can differentiate myself a little bit from the competition by offering more than just voiceover work, but offer kind of additional add-ons. Like creative baby naming? Uh, maybe. Exactly. Yes. I, I will name your baby for you. Is, are you going to name the baby Joe? Yeah, of course. All babies are now named Joe. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but what I was thinking is some like maybe like additional like maybe like script writing or something or supervision um, or, you know, like like, oh, I'll create background music or royalty free music for you or at least you know provide that aspect of it for you to maybe go out and just buy like a you know commons free license or something like that but based on my fiverr profile i may have to wait to offer these additional add-ons so i guess the first question is is am i diving into the deep end too quickly by doing that and is that a good thing that fiverr does that so I have mixed feelings on that. The first thing I would say, and and I know we're talking about Fiverr, Fiverr, Fiverr I keep saying fiber in my mind. Like we're talking about Comcast. So I know Fiverr works this way. A lot of other platforms, either for content creators or otherwise, work in a similar way, where they kind of take care of some stuff in the back end, and you just do your thing. I think there's good sides to that i think there's bad sides to that the good side of that is it's very easy to hit the ground running right all you need to do is have your passion and go the problem is they take a pretty large cut for that service right so when we talk about an alternative to fiverr i would say not using fiverr using just your starting something up from scratch yourself so when you ask, do I have a good plan? I guess my question would be, let's go back to the words you use, passion, right? He has passion for the voiceover work. He has passion for uh, the copywriting element. He has all these passions involved. My question to Joe, how much consideration have you given to the things you're not passionate about that go into starting a business? Well, I think that's a really good point, and I, I want you to table that for just a little bit because what you're getting into is really the pros and cons of using a platform like this, and I think that's something that Joe hasn't even considered yet. Ah. So I think before we even kind of jump ahead, I mean, the first concern that Joe or that I had was really kind of the concern around scalability. You know, what if I'm getting multiple orders or gigs in a, in a given week and I'm now on the hook for several different products? Oh, so you're, you're basically, you've never swam before. And you're worried if you get in the pool now, you're going to break off Michael Phelps' records, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but, yeah. but I, I, th I think, like, the idea being it's, it's that I can't be too ambitious, at least when I'm starting out. So the idea of Fiverr kind of doing a lot of that legwork for me is something that is appealing. And I think maybe even in its current iteration, maybe my plan is a little ambitious. You know, right now I have a couple things on the list that I want to offer, you know, copywriting, marketing and advertising, consulting, some, you know, something like that. I want to write jingles. 
But I think before I can even go any further, I think I need to take a step back and think, it, do I have the right vision? What, what is my objective and what is my mission? You know, even my why statement for that matter. Yeah. And I guess the question is, is, is it too late to be asking myself those questions if I'm already making my Fiverr profile? I mean, I, I don't think it's ever too late to rationalize what your vision really is. Right. And I think have I given the, the street uh, street car street car, not street car. What's the, the like the little uh, food cart street food cart uh, story before here? It's ringing a bell, but I always love your analogy. Yeah. So I'm having it. so much trouble thinking. I'm, I, I'm, I feel like I'm probably disjointed because I got no sugar. I got like have, low blood sugar. You have no baby blood sugar. brain too, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, so I forget where I originally heard this, but there was a guy traveling around the world kind of gaining insights from his journey. And he was talking about how a lot of people in the U.S. have these grand visions about opening up a restaurant and how high the failure rate of a restaurant is. It's, it's, it's a risky game to get in, and you have to be passionate about it, but it's a risk. And when he was going to these other countries and he saw a guy, just a small little food cart, and how that small little food cart was very successful. It didn't have a big menu. It had a very small, very limited menu because he was physically size limited in what he could offer. But he was good, he made money, he expanded, got a bigger cart, got multiple carts, and eventually you can make enough money doing that that you can open that larger business, and it's less of a risk because you have an established brand, you have an established name, and you have a little bit of cash behind you now. Does that make sense? I think that's honestly the best advice that, that Joe could take right yeah. now, because Fiverr is almost forcing my hand at this point, and by looking at it that way, you always need to remember it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. So by forcing myself to kind of take it one piece at a time and really, you know, hone my craft there, I think that is an important aspect that maybe I was jumping in too quickly and maybe I wasn't considering all of the, you know, kind of nuance to doing it right. Yeah, I, I would think so. Yeah, and I think one big thing that I'm really, uh, you know, kind of considering here or I'm under the assumption that I'm actually going to get clients. So if you go on Fiverr right now, there is pages upon pages of people trying to do the exact same thing that I want to do. And I have to start asking myself, do I even have the chops to pull this off? Who knows? But, you know, I'm going to give it a go anyway. And that's kind of the mentality you need to have. But you can't assume that you were going to be, you know, inundated with requests on day one. That's just kind of uh overly wishful thinking this is where that question comes in it's it's not hard to know what you're passionate about right it's it's what caused joe to look into voice acting what's harder is to think about all the crucial things that are involved with running a business running a successful business that you're not passionate about and i have a very easy example from this show me and you started this show oh no me and a guy named john started a podcast <laughs> joe let me tell you about it uh, because we we wanted this platform. We enjoy talking and being heard. We're not marketers necessarily, and our Twitter account is a travesty of a testament to how poor we do at marketing this show. It's basically the only thing we do, and we're not great at it. So when I think about what it would take for me and this guy named John to grow an audience, everybody listening to this show 
grew organically. God knows how they found us. We got people in uh, the UK, I think, is our, our biggest, at least for the month internationally. Australia's usually up there. Germany's usually up there. Um, God knows how these people found us. It wasn't uh, by any hard work we did. And we could probably have a much bigger audience if we spent more time doing that. But it's not where our passions are. Um, so it's, it's not something we pursued. So that would be my question to Joe or to you, Joe, is, yeah, there's pages on pages of people on Fiverr who do these services. What are you doing beyond just being a really good voice actor to get business from them? That's 100% right. And the first thought that Joe had, uh, the first thought that I had, this is getting weird, the Joe, me yeah, thing. So, yeah, uh, it's hard, to, hard gonna, to differentiate. Yeah, we're, we're going to keep it going. Um, <laughs> I, I, my first thought was to think of ways to set myself apart in my offering. But what you're describing and what I imagine is a big part of it is really playing the game. And that's playing by the platform's rules, so something like Fiverr. Um, and that means a couple things to me. I'm going to need to see what the top sellers are doing, and I'm likely going to have to pay to play in a to a certain degree. And what I mean is I'll probably need to put up an upfront cost for something or put in an initial effort. So if that means making a nice picture or image for my posting, putting together a nice demo reel, I can do some of this in-house. Theoretically, I could do all of it. But let's say I want to farm out the image to maximize the appeal or, you know, make it look the best it could be. That's a cost I hadn't considered. And my initial thought was that this was going to be a pretty low cost endeavor for me. But what we're kind of touching at right now, and what we're describing is some of the hidden costs of the other costs that you're not considering. And that's more than just dollars and cents. It's really your effort, your time, how much bandwidth you have, what you can put into it, uh, and what you kind of described with our Twitter and our marketing approach is you um, get not in, ours, you know, me and John's. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> uh, you and John. Your 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 approach uh, is really you, you know you most of the time you you get what you put in, and actually a lot of the time you don't even get you know what you put in back in return. But it's it's a slow burn, and you have to keep doing it. So uh, it's tough. It's There's no right or wrong way to do it. And you just need to be careful and mindful of those things. Now, aside from any hidden or unknown cost, um, I think there's another thing that's missing when I said play the game. When I go on Fiverr, I notice that people have multiple jobs or gigs or postings. And that means they offer more than one service at once and they're kind of playing outside of the rules. So they're playing the game, but they're not necessarily playing by the platform's games. They're, it's a way that they can expand their reach and have multiple services, maybe not all in the same place, but they can still do what they want to do. But with that is you also have multiple you know, gigs and postings that you now have to manage, multiple requests and keeping them all straight. And yes, I'm sure that the platform has it together all in one place, some type of workflow tool. But the point I'm making here is it's not just one post. It's not just one job. Um, if you're suddenly flooded with requests on different types of requests, you can't keep it all in one place. So always different things to consider. And it's not always as easy as it sounds. Um, Brian, I think that's a good place for us to break. I'm sorry I rambled a little bit at the end there. But <laughs> I think when we come back... 
Um, I do want to get into a little bit more about those pros and cons of Fiverr that you kind of started getting into and some of the different avenues that you can explore. Um, I guess you could argue really freelancing in general. Right. Um, as we kick back into things, um, I do want to say that it kind of sounds like I'm dumping on the concept of being self-employed, um, or at least being a self-employed voiceover artist. And that is definitely not my goal. Uh, I'm aiming to try and call out all of the different considerations. Uh, so if you do decide to take the leap into something similar to what we're describing, you're prepared because... Hell, I think being a voiceover artist would be pretty cool. I think it'd be sick. Brian, do you think uh, Joe is up for the task? I hope Joe is. And one one quick note I'll also make, because I feel like a lot of people who are looking for side hustles are looking to scratch that creative itch. Yeah, we're talking about voice acting here, but I, I think John slash Joe, I don't know if you agree, that this kind of applies to really any creative endeavor that you'd want to start a side hustle for. So I think it is pretty applicable more widely. You, you are 100% right. Almost kind of like another example we can give would be like an Etsy too, right? So you could replace my voiceover work, um, uh, Joe's voiceover work, with someone who makes like custom blankets or quilts. Um, I think it's a pretty comparable experience, uh, albeit on different platforms. But, it you know, you see what I'm saying? It's, it's scratching that creative itch and you're working off of a platform facilitating jobs for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, glad, glad we're on the same yeah. page. <laughs> but I think when we left off, uh, I, I mentioned that we're going to be kind of tackling those pros and cons of freelancing, Fiverr, you know, kind of really that all-encompassing. Um, I mentioned earlier I really don't have uh, a whole lot of experience on the site. Uh, so my, quote, experience is going to be based off of some testimony that I've read and uh, I shouldn't say it's necessarily based on firsthand experience on my part, uh, but it I hope it's pretty representative of what I've read and what I've heard. Uh, so for exercise purposes, I think it'll get the job done. And like I said, I feel like this has been the episode of disclaimers. So that's that's number three if you're keeping count at home. Little ding right there. Ding. So I, I, I think really... Uh, We've been flirting with this idea of being self-employed and working off of the platform. And to me, it seems like it's a no-brainer for somebody who just wants a little taste of that or, you know, kind of a side hustle without having to sink thousands of dollars and hours into it. So I guess the question I have is, is it a viable option as my main source of income? And that's kind of a huge, you know, kind of loaded question there, but... Do we think that you can earn enough on just that alone to where it's like this is now supporting me and my family? So I, I'm going to say probably yes and no, um, but I want to couch that in one quick note first. All right. Anything you say for or against, somebody can say anecdotally, well, so-and-so succeeded in doing it. You say it's hard to do or impossible, and they did it, so where where's your mind at? When somebody 
makes a one in a million shot, there's a focus on that one shot and everybody forgets the 999,999 that failed, right? So everything I say on this topic is it's not just that one in a million that makes it that we care about here. It's all million, including that 999,999 that don't, right? So in that frame of reference, I would say, is it possible to, to make your living on a platform like Fiverr doing this? I'm sure it is. I'm sure some people do. I'm sure the vast, vast majority, those that would want to and, and are putting all their heart into it, don't. Yeah. What do you think is a figure for you or, or really anybody to be earning in a month off of that platform to say, that's enough for me? Now, obviously, that's going to vary from person to person, but... We're just going to throw out kind of a, a general number. Oh, God. <laughs> does three grand a month, does that do it for you? Is that like where I could say, all right, I'm earning enough of a fiver to where I'm now, you know, making the majority of my money off of this platform? I'm, I'm, for a lot of people, I would think maybe. I think that the the relative nature of what you just said is is the more important part, right? It's how much am I making at my day job? That's – and I, I – I'm saying this and I'm going to immediately counter myself, all right? How much you make at your day job roughly translates in this capitalist society of what you're worth. And no, I don't believe that. People are worth more than their paycheck. Your life is more than the job you, so you work. Cynical. I know. Um, I, and I don't mean it to be cynical, but when we're, we're talking about dollars and cents and making a living – the yardstick we're going to use is dollars, right? So your your working worth is how much you can get paid, making the most or uh, getting getting the most pay you can for whatever job pays the most, right? So if I'm making just call it a flat uh, hundred dollars or hundred thousand dollars a year, right? That's that's roughly fifty dollars an hour. So I need to be able to make fifty dollars an hour doing whatever else. All else equal. Now, I'm, I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole because I know this is where you were trying to go with the episode, but um, do I need $100,000 a year? Well, if I'm used to a certain lifestyle that I have $100,000 worth of bills, yes. If I'm interested in following this passion, come hell or high water, and I'm willing to make sacrifices, you know, cut down on, on going to see Top Gun 10 times in the theaters, you know, get that money back. Then yeah, you can survive on less, and you know, kind of work your life around the means that you have from this passion project. But uh, again, that's a rabbit hole we're not going to necessarily go down right now. How much are you making today, and can you replace it? No, but 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 bingo! I th- I think that's a good point to make because what we're describing right now, and and Joe is supremely passionate about this, but is following your passion. So. I guess the you know a greater question or more philosophical question to your to counter your question of your worth is how much is your passion worth to you? So with all of that in mind, that kind of big framing element there, I wanted to look at kind of the pros and cons. So just have it be understood that we're kind of looking at this to where it's we're following a passion. We're not doing this because it's going to be 100% the most lucrative option that we can take. So kind of, uh, you know, tongue in cheek, just kind of say, you know, you're doing this because this is a a passion that you've always wanted to explore. And now's the time that you're doing it. So for me, I guess this is, this is 
kind of a big one. It's the one-stop shop for me as a creator if I'm looking at kind of the pros, right? So is it necessarily the most lucrative way to go about it? Probably not. But is my is the convenience factor worth it? Uh, to your point earlier as far as your passions, I'm not passionate about web design and I don't feel like making a web page. So it's basically a web page for me. It's gonna also find the business for me. So really those kind of two, three things, however you look at it, are gonna be the big ticket items for me to where it's like, I don't have to do a lot of that legwork that comes along with running my own business or being my own uh, you know, keeper, I guess, in this sense to where it's, I, I submit to the almighty Fiverr. And I'm not really passionate about a lot of marketing aspects uh, to, to our show, Brian. Sorry <laughs> if, that, if that's offensive to us. I think it's kind of clear that we're, that's not where we kind of lie in terms of where our passions are. We do need to but get better about people, it. I, I would love to, to grow uh, with, with purpose and direction. <laughs> I really would. And and that's kind of why I, I look at Fiverr as a big pro because I, I mean if if our work was kind of work for hire if somebody said I want to hire a podcast <laughs> yeah I would put our our shit on Fiverr instantly and just be like cool we don't have to go out and find the business um, but I I guess I also don't know how much is coming out and how much are really how much it's worth. Cause if you go on there, you're going to see anywhere from five to $500 for voiceover work. So that's a huge band. Where, where do we place ourselves and what's the most lucrative way to go about it? Who the hell knows? But that's kind of on the other end, kind of a con you have to play by the rules and you have to figure out what works the best for you. So yes, there's pros and cons and I guess I'm more leaning towards pro right now, but there's a lot that, it just takes the burden off and I don't feel like doing that shit. And yeah, sure. <laughs> it's not my, not my, no, I, I would agree with you. And I, I, I think there's two big pros and they're basically in line with what you were saying. I guess if anything, it's just an extension of the, the pro list you just said when it comes to that ease of entry and not having to worry about those other elements of the business Yes, it's good that we can just get up and get going and get started fast. But the other end of this is think about oh, and I'm talking to Joe. I'm talking to John. I'm talking to everybody, anybody listening out there. Think of all the times you wanted to start something, but the massive weight of everything you had to do trying to eat the whole elephant at once gave you anxiety, made you just feel like I can never get this done. And you don't even bother starting. There's a huge psychological element to that. I think a lot of people, if they broke things down into smaller pieces or simplified things, would start a lot more projects for themselves. But they get so in their own heads about things and all the things that go into it, they don't. Part of the ease of fiber. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice that it does all that stuff for you from the utilitarian perspective. But I think it's even better from kind of the mental game perspective. There's no barriers to you getting into it mentally or physically. I think that's a huge benefit to it. To your point, yes, it's an extension of how Joe is looking at it. But also that's that's a fresh spin on it that I hadn't even considered and, and really kind of that there's, there's, there's barriers to entry that we create. There's barriers to entry with any industry but it's almost physical to a certain degree. And by using a platform like Fiverr, it, it eases that burden. So that's that's a really good point. I like that. Now, I, I have plenty of cons 
<laughs> I don't know if you wanted to lead off there. I, I'm ready for cons. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready yeah. for it. Go yeah. ahead. So I guess first and foremost, like I said, the pro is that they take care of all this stuff for you. The con is you're trusting them to take care of all of this stuff for you. And call me a bit jaded because I just hired a cleaning company to do something for me and they busted a pipe in my house and caused a waterfall cause a ton of damage. So I'm a little bit gun shy about hiring third parties, but I, I think it's, Oh yeah. I think it's always the case though, where think about the CEO of Fiverr, right? Get a, get a good mental image in your head. All right. On a scale of one to 10, how many shits does he give about Joe's voiceover career? <laughs> right i'm gonna go, gonna go zero, you're gonna go zero shits, on right? this he doesn't know nor care about joe's career so maybe one shit because he needs people to yeah. keep using his platform yeah half give him a little half a little turdlet of caring about joe's <laughs> voiceover career but the point being nobody is going to care as much about your passion project as you do. So yeah, it's nice to have other people help out in that way, but by handing over the reins and having trust in Fiverr, who does not care about you beyond the amount of money you bring them, you're, you're giving up a little bit of security and trust in your own concept. Right. That's, that's the first thing I have against it. No, I I agree, and and that's kind of something that was on my list as well. And there's kind of uh, two different ways I approach that. Uh, really, what you're describing is kind of really no autonomy over your you know your baby, your passion product, or <laughs> passion project. Both. <laughs> I'm, I'm all business and product, and yeah, but it, there's there's really limited flexibility because you have to play by Fiverr's rules. And you really don't have much say over really your final brand when it comes to that site. You are just a creator, just a user on the site, on the platform. And that's pretty much where it begins and ends. So if you want to get more business on that site, at least, you need to play within the, you know, the means that they establish for you and play within their rules. So, yeah, you're kind of shit out of luck. It's, I think the word you're you're looking for, or a word that applies, is when you are working through Fiverr with Fiverr on Fiverr, you're part of the Fiverr ecosystem, right? So you 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 begin yeah. and end there, and that's it's limiting in a way, in, in a number of ways. Actually, there's another con I have, uh, a little foreshadowing related to that ecosystem. But I don't know if you want to go there now. Well, you know what? No, no use in foreshadowing. You're leaving me here with bated breath. Just yeah. go for so, it. So, I mean, you mentioned not that long ago about how you go on, you look for voice actors, you find a lot of options anywhere from $5, as is the name, all the way up to a couple hundred, right? You're what is, you and I are both in. I don't know if we want to talk about our careers because our careers are boring. We're both in sourcing. When you have a whole ton of people who have a very similar product and they're all competing with very few differentiators, what you have is a commodity. You're commodifying what you bring to the table. And that's a surefire way to not get much money and not get much respect from people who would be hiring you. So the other negative I see to being 
in that Fiverr ecosystem is that you're necessarily commodifying what it is you bring to the table. And I can give a very easy example of that. Um, going back to the the whole idea of photography, which the first time we talked about gigs uh, was something that I said I might have some interest in because it's a, you know, a passion hobby for me. There's a whole ton of people out there with cameras, right? Everybody has a camera. Everybody has a smartphone that takes very capable camera or the everybody has a smartphone that takes very capable pictures. With that many people in the market, a lot of people who try to start a photography business struggle with the fact that there's so much commodity uh, angst when it comes to their output. Those that are veterans in the field, those who are seasoned professionals know I don't need to worry about those million people, the million momtographers who bought their first camera when their kid came along to, to take to the soccer games, somehow coming and steal my business because that's not my market, right? But to get out of that market means going above and beyond that marketplace. And Fiverr doesn't let you do that. You're in that ecosystem. So you're, you're always going to be that commodity player. Well, I think really it, there's an operative word there, marketplace. That's what it is. It's a marketplace. So, yeah, no, what what exactly that? Co- commodities, commoditizing it is it's the perfect way to put it. So, yes, in agreement there. And Joe is very concerned about that, especially considering it's an extremely oversaturated market on Fiverr, apparently, something he hadn't considered. <laughs> well, I, I, I think the last thing for me on on the the con side or at least uh, the last one that I had uh, considered you know really top of mind is really the fees right off the top as far as any money that I'm going to earn it's going to be through the platform and I'm not going to be collecting 100% of my income or my worth whatever you know it's 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 not coming to me directly so I have to deal with the middleman so when you bring a third party into the transaction they're skimming some money somewhere so if i'm not working face to face or directly uh with my client or you know who is hiring me for the job i'm losing out on money and given that i want this to be my main source of income that's something that doesn't sit well with me and that's the big hurdle that i would have to get past to really be 100 percent on board with the fiverr model now let me ask you this though uh, the, have you ever heard the phrase burn the bridge behind you when it comes to kind of making a decision and sticking with it? Uh, I, I, I get I So I've never actually heard that, but I can I can see where where this is yeah. heading. Go so ahead. this is and and the reason I bring this up also, uh, this is going to be part of a special mini series that the show is going to be doing if I can work up the energy to actually record it. Um, Sun Tzu, Art of War. Uh, he has many great pearls of wisdom that have been applied to basically every aspect of life in the many, many years that this, many centuries this has been around. Um, but one of the ideas is when you have an army, um, you burn the bridge behind it. They don't have an option of retreat, right? They have to just press forward, more likely to win, more likely to attain victory there. And I feel like that's part of this as well when we're talking about how easy Fiverr is and how, yeah, you're paying a fee, but they're taking care of everything. You can kind of limit how much attention you want to pay to this. You only take a few jobs at a time. You just dip your toe in it. All that's great, but we're not really burning the bridge behind us either, right? So if we're really gung-ho about starting this business, I would say 
having them take care of everything, having this be that easy and that potentially light of an investment of money, of time, can also be a bad thing in preventing us from really engaging with it fully. So if I'm going out there, I'm saying, I want to start my own thing. I'm going to get a web page up. I'm going to market myself. I'm going to go out and make contacts in the industry. I'm going to make myself better. I'm going to make myself known. That's a time commitment. That's that's an investment in myself for myself. And if I do that, I'm more likely to carry it through because I have so much on the table. I have so many stakes in the game. Well, Brian, you really knocked my socks <laughs> off with that one. It's not like we just edited this in me saying this. No, but I, I think that's a really good point. Um, and one thing that Joe was considering it, it, before he even really considered Fiverr was, what do I need to do to really do something for myself and what's something I'm passionate about and what's something I can combine as far as certain skills and passions and turn it into uh, a business? and. Fiverr wasn't the first thing that came to came to my mind. It was really kind of just running this all myself and just being, you know, hey, that local guy who's going to offer local businesses voiceover work. And if you can make connections in the industry, maybe you get them radio airplay at an added fee, you know, things like that to kind of be creative in, in the approach. And that's when Tail Between the Legs got a little scared to where it's like, I couldn't do that. But to your point about burning all of the bridges behind you, you know what, if you really just dove in and said, I'm going to start my own kind of multimedia company to offer advertising and marketing, you know, materials for local and small businesses, when you put it that way, it doesn't sound as far fetched an idea as I'm going to be a voiceover guy for local businesses. You know, it's all about how you frame it. And basically the art of war is is one extreme, whereas I guess I'm taking a more positive angle and saying, you know, just position yourself to be confident and always believe that you can do it. I'm going to boil everything I said in the last 20 minutes into a single time-tested uh, idiom phrase, turn of phrase, nothing ventured, nothing gained. That's that's the, the Cliff's Notes of everything I just said. And it's, it's the Cliff's Notes of what you just said as well. Have a plan, you know, put thought into it, but nothing ventured, nothing gained. You have to take that leap if you want to pursue it professionally. I actually think that's a nice little bow to to kind of end us off there, Brian. What a well said and kind of way to kind of just sum it all up for us, for anybody who is considering it, uh, kind of taking that leap and being that self-employed person, whether it is on Fiverr or not. Uh, it, it, yeah, nice. You left me speechless <laughs> again. Wow, Brian, what a great <laughs> phrase. I should just edit them both in. <laughs> anyway, um so mentioned at the top of the show, this isn't the first time we've talked about this. This is all the way back to episode one, right? Where we talked about starting a side hustle before. And there's been a counterpoint to that episode that we've never gone back to. And I've always kind of felt bad about it. And so I want to use this time to kind of mea culpa, make amends with that counterpoint that I've never aired before. Um, this whole conversation, so is Joe going to go Fiverr? Is Joe going to do his own thing? Is he going to dip a toe in the water? Is he going to burn the bridge behind him? There's a lot of directional questions that we've asked and hopefully kind of shed some light on some potential answers. But the one direction that we didn't really think about is, does Joe really need to monetize this? 
right? I feel like there's this, I don't want to call it perverse tendency, but there's definitely this American tendency to say, I like something, something brings me joy, how can I monetize it? And I don't know that that's always the right thing to do, right? So what are some other directions Joe could go? If Joe likes voiceover work, maybe Joe has a friend who really likes scripting. Maybe Joe and this friend have another friend who like animating. Maybe Joe and friends could start their own web series, right? Not necessarily a big moneymaker or game changer, but a creative pursuit that could get that creative itch scratched and still be a passion project? Do we do we have to go to the direction of monetizing a hobby just because we feel like it's the right thing to do? And I feel like that first episode, very first episode, we kind of pushed that a little bit. And I don't know that that was the right thing for us to even do. Well, I can tell you Joe hates his job and that's why he <laughs> wants to monetize it. No, no that's fair. No, no, I, I totally but, get no. that. It's, it's just I... I, the last thing I would want is to say, because you love something, it should be monetized. So you end up hating it just like you hate your day job right now. That's fair. Yes. No. And yeah, I, I, I obviously only kidding there. Um, that's, that's a good point and well said, uh, because as somebody who does have a passion that they have really no intention of monetizing, I guess more because of self-imposed limitations, uh, for um, as one you know barrier, but yeah, I, I have no visions or grandiose ideas of turning my music into my main source of income, um, unless for whatever reason a great deal came across my you know my desk, and for whatever reason I can't say no. But to your point about the you know the animator, the the animation, the web series, I think that's a great idea, and it's a good way to scratch a creative itch, but. I guess to a certain point as, as a creative, there's always a small part of you that's just like, man, if I could just do this as my, you know, as a living, as my main source of income, I would have it made. It's like the the burning question in the back of your mind. Could I make it? No, I I get that. I totally do. That's fair. Well, I, I, I thought this was a fun exercise. Joe has a lot to consider. Um, and to kind of, uh, kind of put any rumors to bed or, uh, kind of uh, just so nobody gets the the wrong idea. I, I have no intention. Me, John, not Joe, uh, have no intention of quitting their job to become a voiceover artist. I thought it was just a fun exercise. Although I think I could do it. I believe in you. No, we're on the I fade believe out. in you, Joe. We're on the fade out right now. You're listening to The Big Balance with your hopes bright and John. I feel like every time we do like the fake voiceover work, though, you always chicken out and don't commit fully. Well, it's because I, I never know. Thanks for listening to the Big Balance Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and drop us a comment while you're there. Until next time. <laughs>